I am Dr. Farah Kamengar. We're here at the SF Derm Eczema Symposium and 100 Year Celebration, which is really exciting. And I am joined by Stacey Williams, who is absolutely amazing. And I'll, I'll do a full bio as well. So Stacey Williams is currently the Vice President of Marketing for Dermavant Sciences. And Stacey has been working with the dermatology market for eight years and has been in various healthcare commercial roles for 25 years. Oh. She wants to be known as a true integrator that delivers visionary leadership in the complex world of healthcare. So thank you so much. Oh, for thank being. you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Total shift to oh, the other okay. side. Okay. But you're just doing such okay. amazing things. I wanted to have time to speak on that, um, the whole field of women's health, although that's yeah. huge as well in equality. But I think you just do some really cool stuff, so I'll let you chat a little bit about. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, you know, obviously I'm a woman and yeah. I'm in healthcare, which is, you know, especially as you get higher up, it is still male dominated. Yep. It's just the nature of it. It's not, it just is. And in fact, we were talking about um, dermatology and 60 to 70% of derm new dermatologists coming in are, are women. Um, but if you look at the leadership, it's not 60 to 7 percent women. Yeah. Um, and this doesn't happen. I mean, those are amazing men that have, you know, that have these leadership positions because of experience. Yeah, not, but, yeah of course. Yeah. But you you still want to yeah. be represented at that level. And so it's nowhere near 60. I'm, I'm not even I'm guessing 10 percent, maybe even as I think. Um, same thing in, you know, pharmaceutical companies as well. So it's not so much like we need women in there. It's making sure I think people understand the value of having that female voice yes. um, in healthcare on your team because it might sound different. It might think of different things, but the strength in that is so key because the female, the woman, I know because I am, they're the healthcare decision maker of a family. True. They're the one making the decision for usually the the spouse, the kids, they're the, the ones one. making the appointment. They're the ones saying if you can afford it. They're the ones filling the script. Not always, but majority of the time. Probably always. <laughs> right? So to have, make sure they're represented, not only because the, the doctors are, you know, female, but also because your main consumer and how they think yeah. about things are female. And so that voice being able to to think it through for you, I think is really important. Yeah, that's yeah. that's like, it's it's so key. And you're right, it's a lot of it is seeing, you can only kind of be what you see, I think. So yeah. to a lot of the medical students I work with, residents, it's a lot of times, some of it is negative feedback. They're sort of told, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of random anecdote, but it was like a group I worked with last week and they had like a, a last year, they had a woman in medicine kind of blog. Yeah. Every article in it was somewhat negative sounding. Not that these are not real issues, but it was like burnout in women. And yes. Infertility and all this so, stuff. And I was like, what? How we about, have so many like, problems. Yeah, so many <laughs> problems. And it, there's not one article about, well, like, look at this woman. She's the head of this place yeah. and did this and this and this. Yeah. So it's sort of like if you, it's hard when you don't see it. So I, I know. think that's part of it. And and the men are very qualified, of course. Yeah. But it's just that women are too. And so maybe it's the, a different. The, the, well, the it's thought different. process should change. Also, like in our department, it's a smaller department. We, we, actually, we have about 16 dermatologists, so not, not super yeah, small. But um, every year when it was time for, every time it came around time to decide where a chair would be, usually, you know, 
the, the, the clear thought would be, well, who has, you know, less demands at home and this, yes. this, that. I know. This year, and you have, I, I have three small children, so there's a lot of demands at home. But I was like, you know what? This was a year and a half ago. I was like, I'll go for it. Yes. So I became the chair of our department. I was like, we'll just give it a try. Yeah. It's, it's really crazy. I like lose a kid somewhere in a mall because I was like sending an email or something. <laughs> then maybe I'll stop. Oh, well. Down. Let's give it a <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. Because these are the thought yeah. processes that sometimes go through the. Yes. Uh, just for me, also not for everyone, but through the mom brain, you know, yeah. how do I prioritize this and does this take away from that? I found actually the complete opposite where it's actually been amazing. I've been able to kind of find some solutions. Like you say, the female yeah. brain thinks differently. They do. I've been able to find some solutions that really saved a lot of different parts of our, yeah. our access problems. This and that yeah. like, have really made a, a difference in a way where it's kind of gone up yes. and we've gotten recognition. But I think it's that different problem solving. It is. But, but and, the, and the part that you say where we sound different is so interesting because we have a couple of extremely intelligent women in our department. Yeah. They're a little bit older, but when they want something, they send like a kind of a loud email, a little bit yeah. of a loud email up, yeah, up yeah. the ladder because that's kind of what's worked in the past yeah. too. And But we were also pamphlet was smaller and smaller. So as it's going bigger, that kind of email just doesn't work anymore. You don't no, have right. to like work within the group yes. and understand everything. Yeah. But I feel like that when an element of that goes into the communication. Yeah. I, I do find the rest of people they might, might shut down. Or... Yeah. So it's really true. It's sort of having the tolerance for the communication style. Yes. The woman also, you know, I've actually talked to like those people like, you know, let's, let's approach it a different way. And we did and we were able to get the thing. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. It's not so much just like champion women, but it's like, well, how do the communication styles differ now? Yeah. Because it's probably together. traditionally been a certain way, right? Like, yes. Every meeting's You've been a certain way. You've had to adopt and adapt to yeah. the way it, it's kind of the Barbie phenomenon. I oh, feel yeah. like um, one of my pet peeves that, and I'm trying to like, I want it. I have three kids too, and I want it for my two daughters. I have a son too. Like, I want the world to be more accessible to them, um, and I think it will be. But I hate the term executive presence. I hate it. <laughs> um, because I think when you say executive presence, what pops up in your head like man in the suit like barrel chest like owning a room with like Eight. body language in this and you have found that executive presence doesn't have to be that way executive presence is you leading this right. chair and it's a very different way of leading and it is more effective probably yeah. um because everyone you need to get behind you isn't is like you, is like other, it's it's yeah. a diversity. It's accepting that everyone has a different role to play. No, I love that you said that because that's so true because there is that executive presence. Like it's yeah. it's, it's good to put names to these terms because then it yeah. really just starts solidifying it. But it's, when I walk into a room, I'm like 5'3". My yeah. husband says 5'2", I'm like, no, I'm 5'3". I'm a good day. <laughs> so what? Yes. You know, and I'm smaller yeah. and I just sound like this. It's also random tangent. I remember once I was a medical student a long, long time ago, I was in an ENT rotation and mm -hmm. the attendings like to just ask questions of yeah. the students. And I was like randomly just really good at an anatomy back then. If you ask me now, I'm like, I don't know what nerve feels yeah. But back then you're in it and you're yeah. and everything. There's one nerve that's like kind of hard. It yeah. goes from the brain stem. It travels all these different ways, goes through the facial yeah. nerves and like basically goes to the peripheral roots. So one of the attendings goes, Farah, like, you know, tell us. Tell us the route of yeah. right now, try to, you know, n n facial nerve seven from, from the brainstem. I did it beautifully. Like I literally oh, wanted to yeah, give myself a high it. five. Like, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. you nailed it. He says to me, that was good. Next time, try to not sound like a valley girl when you say it. I was like, this is just my voice. Like, oh my gosh. And yeah. I grew up in California. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is just, yeah. you know, this is just the way yeah. it sounds. 
I mean, it's a small anecdote. And in med school, I think they try to just mess with you. So they'll say whatever. And yeah. the idea we can't take it too personally. But there is that element of like, there what is, does it sound like? What does it look like right. when someone comes in? Um, the other day, I was actually in like a pretty important meeting. And like I go in, I open my laptop and I realized my daughter had like put a couple of Gabby dollhouse stickers on my laptop. Yes. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> but, you know, at the yeah, same yeah. time, I sat there with my Gabby dollhouse and we came, it came out with the really good resolutions for what we were working on. Yeah. So it's some of that is that just changing. It is. What does that look like? Like what is success? What look does a like? leader look yeah. like? What does a leader look like? And what does a company nowadays need in leadership different than what it needed? 10 years ago, it is a different kind of leader. And, you know, you got to follow the money too. But if you look at companies that have diversity in leadership and in even mid-management, I would guess that they're probably succeeding in terms of S&P 500 because people want to feel heard and valued and they want to be represented and they want to be understood because you want to work for somebody or something that means something. And so I do think that those old ideas of what an executive looks like, what a leader should look like, um, is different. But it still it still happens a lot. Like you'll interview someone or something and people will be like, she doesn't have an executive presence. And like it's it's not even anything you can define. It's just your opinion of what a leader looks like. And so it's hard to break through that. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting. That I think for dermatology specifically, I mean, like the statistics are it's majority women. Yeah. Dermatology facing industries should have a lot of women. They should. In leadership. And yes. hopefully they are. I don't Do they or do they not have a good amount? Or is it still the same kind of thing where it's probably less than 10%? It's, it's not where it needs to be. It's not where it needs um, to be, right? I think our company is trying to do... A yeah. really good job with that. Your but, company is actually amazing at it. And this is yeah. actually, I should say, this is yeah. not a sponsored no, 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 podcast yeah, yeah. or anything. Yeah. But I think when, and one of the reasons it. we, like, I feel so comfortable reaching out and, and, the, and the men and the women at your company. So it means that it's cultivated that culture. It's yeah. not necessarily that, oh, it should be all run by women. That would also be unnatural. No, right. But it's, you know, just everyone of all gender. Everybody, yeah. But it's just basically that culture of ex- ex- accept, accepting yes. and just being diverse where I don't see it as often anymore, but there's still a couple, like even this last year I went to a conference and there was still maybe like a head of marketing somewhere. And the way he just sort of like said something, I was like, really? Like, I know. Still. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Still. But it's also like, you should want to work with a dermatologist. Like that's literally for your yeah. market, right? So yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's. I hope all the companies are really, when they're in the rooms hiring these I positions, so. I hope that's in the back that's of That's what we're trying to get yeah, done. That's what um, we that needs to And if you tie it to, in the end, it's going to increase the value of the company. But what I find is that women are underrepresented in commercial roles. So I always say, I'm like, well, women represent really high in the, like, the battle axe roles like you in regulatory compliance legal you'll see a lot of female leaders oh, in there yeah um who have learned how to like yeah. own it like yeah. in that way um in commercial roles less so um which i think is really important to change because commercial is what drives your consumer and your consumer is a female so make having more yeah. females in your commercial leadership roles that's actually really interesting isn't that just the uh, regulatory side they're like well they have the skill set and they can do it and that's all they look at whereas in the commercial side they're also looking for this well the presence has to be right and this I, is, is that kind of the thought i that's my yeah. theory i don't know um i think some of these industries that um kind of grew up with 
like the good old boy networks and the, you know, they've all now gotten to a, a position in their career where they are at the leadership position. And many of us didn't grow up the same. We, we weren't back there. So we're kind of, we're still trying to, to catch up. So I think, I think it'll change. Um, I know it will change, but it takes a little bit for the generations yeah, to, to see it. Good. Like I, my kids, like, my girls, like they will say things like when the whole women's soccer was fighting for equality and they were asking me because they're soccer players, like, what's the fight about? And I was like, well, women want to get paid the same as the men on the World Cup. And they're like, uh, well, yeah, they do the same job to them. It didn't even occur. Right. It's like, what you yeah, would, why would, that would you be obvious? Why would you not? <laughs> why would you not? And yeah, I'm like, well, it's not always like that, but. So I have a lot of optimism that the next generation or the two generations, it won't be a thing. Like, like it will be, it will be. Like this is what the world just the looks way like. This is yeah. it. So you need to be represented that way. It's true. It's interesting. We're doing our, so this is the 100 year celebration. Actually 102 because 100 wow. fell through the COVID time. Oh gosh, We will yeah. mention that. Time. Yeah, we will mention that. Yeah. So we made this presentation of all the chairs of SFDER. Yeah. So I've been the chair for the last three years. I've been on the board since 2016. And I mean, it's just, it's just the way it was. It's not I that know. the society did it, was doing no, anything wrong. It was. So, you know, you look at like 1921 onward and it's a certain, certain look. Yes. And a certain person. Yes. I mean, all really the fathers are dermatology yeah. and they're great, extremely yeah. intelligent people. It's not necessarily say yeah. one is better than worse. And then you get closer and it's like the past three years, it's myself. Yeah. Then it was Dr. Mandy Twig from UCSF, yes. Dr. Tina Butani from UCSF. Yeah, so it's like the, the, the faces are changing. Which is good. Changing yeah. slowly. And I think with that, medical education and these conferences are changing too. I so I kind of was more the chair of this conference and it looks a little different yeah. than the other conferences we see. And one of my goals is to just start having a little bit more innovative dermatology conferences and like educational it. experiences. Because yeah. it's, they're really great. We've had really great educational experiences. Like, But I just think it stayed the same. Yeah. It's not that they're not good. They're very good. Yeah. We've learned all our dermatology at these events, but I don't see a whole lot of changes. Yeah, it's going to look the same to me now than it did. 15 years ago, for example. Um, so one of my interests is just even that, just changing how education yeah. looks, how it's set, even simple things. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of the bigger things we're talking about, like the big structural things and changing who's in what role, yeah. but even the bigger things if we added a kids club. So like so many more of that, uh, we can call it kind of the young physician group, like within five to 10 years yeah. of residency, I think early career because mm -hmm. of that. And it didn't take that extra effort. No. Right. Right. Like kids just it's a root, but it's three teachers, the Plato. Your customer. <laughs> it's, which is it's literally but it's enabling an early career position yeah. to fill the gaps in their derm education. Yeah. Represent network. Maybe they're not even there to network to get these higher jobs and get their chair position. So there's like a lot of little things that kind of go would go to it, but yeah. um, but I do think, like you said, the main, main goal is it, it is kind of changing slowly. It's getting there. I'm optimistic, and people on like it. you are making the changes, which is well. Um, I you know I it is near and dear to my heart to mentor or even offer insight or help or be that open, transparent person for anyone to come to. Like right now, I'm mentoring um, someone early in their career, but it, male, young male, yeah. And um, he's just as eager to embrace what the diver like that's how he's being, that's how he sees the world. And so um, I really want, so what I find, and we were talking about this, uh, I was talking about this with a group of women leaders is that you start off young, eager, 
ready to go. I'm breaking the ceiling. I'm getting through. You get promoted. You go from assistant manager to manager to senior manager to director. And you're like, that's it. I'm going C-suite. I'm going GM. Like, that's my role. And I find you hit a wall right around director um, when you're about two levels away from like a C-suite leadership. And I don't know why that is. And when I ask females why, yeah. why they were go, 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 and then they weren't because at that moment in their career, either they they saw what that looks like and they're like, I don't want a part of it anymore because they now they yeah. now they're getting privy to what it looks like or what that what those um, groups look like. And they're like, that's not me. Or you now have a family, you have balance and things that were important to you before you have to yeah. make that trade off. And yeah. so I, it's, it's a it's a ceiling women stop at. And so I'm really focused on those directors because if they don't go forward, then who are the leaders? If they've decided, if basically they've opted out and they said, I don't want it anymore. And so I feel like we need to understand why they've opted out. That's really interesting. And it's, and maybe it's, they're looking at what that role is and they They don't don't want to see themselves. But maybe it's also that role has been defined by a different person than them. Because I find now, yeah. and this is a very smaller scale, like the, our department chair role, it looks very different than like other people that did it. Yeah. I do it a little bit differently. It's not good or bad. We're doing really yeah. good initiatives. But you can sort of, if you get there, you can change things for yourself right. and everyone else under yes. you. And like even just a minor thing, I would say like as a mom, my, my schedule's busy. Having the schedule of everyone is actually yeah. a plus. Yeah, yeah. Because I can be like, well, you know what? Maybe I do need to go drop off. But look, I have the schedule. That there's some yeah. open clinic there. I'll put it there. I do the same for my other colleagues, yeah. male or female, yeah. that need to. I need to go to this game. Well, let's move your clinic here. Yeah. Listen, so it's true. You need to kind of almost like go to the the frontiers and kind of start changing. Yeah. Things around. Yeah. Wow. And I think a lot of people see that women see that at that level when they're getting close and they're deciding, I don't. Like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to have to get into that fight. Like, it's not, I'm happy where I am. Like, all yeah. good. Life is good right yeah. now. And I, like, we don't want that to happen. Yeah. And since this is the Future of Dermatology podcast, we're yeah. going to always end it with a question. We've talked a lot about it. But, yeah. but what do you think, last thoughts, Future of Dermatology? What do you see as major changes? We've kind of been talking mostly yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, major changes. I do think that, um, I think, AI, I think um, all of that will change medicine overall. I think yeah. personalized medicine, especially yeah. within dermatology, will be a major change. I do think that women coming more into leadership will change um, how things are marketed, how things are sold. Um, I think the payer system is going to end up having to be revamped and dermatology will will benefit from it because we don't want a world of just generic topicals and biologics you need yeah. innovation across the spectrum so that's my answer for that's you. all that's a perfect <laughs> answer that was like the failed answer. thank you so much thank you, thank for, you coming. for having me this yeah. has been awesome this is i learned so much and i have I, talk I, to I, you forever. I have to-do lists after oh, after this yes. i'm like okay to do this and this and this after we solved healthcare we solved healthcare <laughs> so now we gotta go to, get to work yeah, we that's, to get right. To work. that's right that's, that's right. right thank you thanks, thanks dr Farrow. thanks